praise the Lord. Are you guys having a good time so far? So far? We're all right? Okay. The past several weeks, we've been leading up to this moment in time, right? All of the messages we've been hearing and receiving and all of the teachings um, have been examples of this moment that Jesus was stepping into Jerusalem. But it wasn't just the moment of Jesus stepping into Jerusalem. It was the moment of the fulfillment of prophecy of the Old Testament. Things written thousands of years prior now being fulfilled in his life. This is a moment in history, but it's not just history. This really is about his story. It's about Jesus. It's about God and his creation and how we fell away and how he made a way to be able to redeem us back to him. How glorious, how majestic, how sovereign. If you think about it, what words can we possibly come up with that can explain the greatness of this day. Because it is this day that he solved the riddle of the grave. No longer does death have a hold on us. As we said in the Psalms, where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? Oftentimes, because of our conscience, because of the guilt, because of the shame, because of the sin that we carry, death... We try to avoid it at all costs. We don't even want to talk about it. And in fact, when we talk about it, sometimes we can say a little joke to lighten up the mood. Or sometimes we just do a, a, an avoidance of a situation. But the fact of the matter is that we're all born to die. Can't avoid the inevitable. At some moment or a time, this flesh, this body is going to go back from dust to dust. The hope that we've been given through the resurrection of our Lord. And so the past several weeks we've been following Jesus as he makes his way to Jerusalem. And just to think, just a few nights ago, we visited uh, the Lord's Passover. huh? We shared in his Last Supper the first Holy Communion. And it was that same night that he was betrayed. And it's kind of hard to think about because just a few days earlier, he was coming into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey fulfilling the prophecy of Zechariah written 700 years before his birth. And as he rode upon that donkey, they, they hailed him as king. They recognized that this is the fulfillment. He is the Messiah. And they hailed him, Hosanna in the highest. Lord, save us now was their proclamation as they laid palm leaves and their coats and jackets upon the floor laying and making a red carpet for their king they knew how is it that then just a few days later as we supped with him that night shared of the same bread drank of that same wine and he would be betrayed and the same people that were crying out to him, hail him, save us, are the same ones that were crying out, nail him, crucify him. He was betrayed. <laughs> he was forsaken. 
You remember last week we heard, we heard the testimony, didn't we? Of blind Bartimaeus. You remember him? Blind Bartimaeus. He, he, he was the beggar that was out there and he heard the crowds and, and, and he wanted so close. Is, is that Jesus? Is that the master? Is that, is that him? Is that him? And he wanted so desperately to be with him and, and, and he got the attention of Jesus. And, and when he was asked, who do you say he is? His, amp- his answer was simple. All I know for sure is that I was once blind, but now I see. He was betrayed and he was innocently arrested, wrongfully accused, mocked, spit on. His beard was pulled. He was physically beat. He was whipped with a cat and nine tails. 39 times his, his flesh was, was, was torn off his body like, like a veil. He was crucified. And they all watched him die. All of their hopes... All of their dreams, all of their aspirations, the deliverance of Israel, who they thought he was, all of a sudden came crashing down before them as they watched him on the cross. But a couple of days later, come on family, it was just a couple of days later, three days later, he had an answer. He had a fulfillment. And in fact, I'd like to hear Mary Magdalene. She's got a testimony of that morning. Let's watch. It was quiet when we approached the tomb. Days before, there was noise wherever we went. Crowds cheering, sometimes yelling. But now, in front of his tomb, just silence. I had gathered all my spices and oils intending to anoint the body. But when I got there, he was gone. Jesus changed my life. Ever since the day that I met him in Galilee, he rescued me. And I followed him ever since. All the way to his death. But there was the tomb. And it was empty. My heart broke into a thousand pieces. I turned and there was a gardener and I asked him if he knew where they had taken Jesus' body. But I recognized it was Jesus. (laughs) It was my Lord. He taught us that his sheep would recognize his voice and I knew him. I knew him the minute he said my name. I dropped to my knees. What else could I do but cling to him? I never wanted to let him out of my sight. But no. He had different plans for me. He wanted me to let the others know about the good news. 
I ran as fast as my legs would carry me, shouting like an excited child. He did it! He did it! He really did it! To think that I had come to an anoint a dead man, and I left with proof that he is the overcomer of everything. I, all of us, can never beat fear, sorrow, sin. Definitely not death. I say that he is. I know who he is. Oh, I know who he is. He said that he would rise. He most certainly is risen. He is the savior. He is. He is the one true God. <laughs> Now the question that remains is, who do you say he is? Who do you say Jesus is? Please don't take this question for granted. Please don't let this one pass you by. Because a lot of people say a lot of different things. And yeah, he's a great teacher. And yeah, he's a great prophet. But the fact of the matter is, in fulfillment to the prophecies written thousands of years before his life, he fulfilled. He is the one. And he is the Messiah. But just because you're here doesn't mean you have the full understanding. There were plenty of people there that walked with him that heard his teachings, that saw what they saw, and yet didn't believe. They didn't see it. Although they were there, they were so far away from it. In fact, listen, listen to the gospel according to Luke. Here's an eyewitness of Luke in the 24th chapter of, of, of what he wrote. His disciples, they were walking on a, on a road. Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went to them, but their eyes were restrained, so they did not know him. And he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Would you bow your heads with me this morning? Oh, God, this day I pray, God, that you would give us eyes to see clearly. Remove now any restraints. Remove all guilt, shame, regret. Enlighten our understanding as I pray, oh God, transform our inner being. I pray, oh God, 
That you would awaken the sleeping soul that has been trodden and downcast. Revive this day, oh God, the dry and dark wastelands of our hearts, I pray. Give us, oh God, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. That we may live lives that are sanctified, holy, and acceptable unto you, oh God. We ask this in and through Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. I've got a very simple message this morning. It's a two-point message. One, two. Very simple. Very simple. According to the passage that we read this morning, I want you to notice what it said. Why did they not know him? Because their eyes were what? Restrained. Their eyes were restrained, held back, limited to keep in check. While we're here this morning, I want to really address and speak to, reach out to those who have their eyes restrained. Because oftentimes it's the ones that have their eyes restrained that they don't even realize it. They don't even know it. And it's funny because they say that the eyes are the windows to the... Oh, come on, I didn't say that. And to restrain your eyes is to hold yourself back, to hold your soul back. And, and what are some of the things that we can hold our souls back from? Huh? We, we can hold our souls back from believing. Huh? They say that seeing is believing, and yet we see day in and day out miraculous works take place, and yet we do not attribute it. We do not give the glory. We do not give the uh, a praise to the one who deserves it. So, so there's selective hearing, and there's also selective seeing. Because we see things. We hear things, and yet our hearts become hardened. Our souls are restrained. God, how can we go from being restrained to being unleashed? Some even having had phenomenons, experiences, unexplainable in your own lives. I can't even explain it. But yet, I will not attribute it to God. Yet, if I can't understand it, I'm not going to talk about it. And there's something about talking about it, isn't there? But something so more, much more beyond talking about it. It's about being about it. See, I, I don't want you to miss this because a lot of people say that it's blind faith. How can you believe in something that you can't see? If Jesus resurrected and, and he conquered the grave, well, why isn't he here, here with us today? Why, why can't I just see him? If, if he showed himself to doubting Thomas, Thomas, why can't he show himself to me? And I'm not going to say that that's not an unreasonable request. But if that's where you're at, and that's kind of where you think, then my question to you is, have you asked that question to God? Have you approached him to it? Because he's the God that says, come and let us reason together. 
It's not a faith of being blind. Our faith is substantiated. It's substantiated in the answers to our prayers. It's substantiated in the transformation of our hearts. Because even though I have eyes to see, I know that I once lived restrained. can't tell you as a child how many countless of services I would sit in just like this. And yet... I was far removed. How we can be in the very presence of Jesus Christ and yet not be able to see. So this morning, I want to talk about, I want to talk about casting off our restraints. I can personally say that he is king of kings and lord of lords, but that's based upon my own experience. That was based upon my life. Because I was lost. And he showed me a way. And every time I've, I've, through faith, in prayer, brought request after request, need after need before him. And time and time again, how he answered them and guided my steps. He is a God who is involved in the details of his children. And he wants you to know that this morning. So the call of action, the first one is cast off the restraints. If you're going to do anything, anything this day, I encourage you, I compel you. In fact, I dare you. Cast off the restraints. If for a moment, for the possibility, my God, Thousands of thousands of testimonies, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years of you carrying this thing out. How could all of these millions of people have experienced the same thing? How is it that they could talk about this personal relationship with you? How is it, oh God, that you can take a, a hell-bound sinner who, who is just going to hell and, and turn him around and, and call him into the work of the ministry? How is it, oh God, that you can move in the hearts of people? Because if you could do it for them, oh God, will you dare him this day, today? Ask him to reveal himself to you. Cast off any of the restraints. And here, church, that's the restraints to the people that are coming to know him. But how about us? There's people here in service, in church, serving the Lord. And yet, we restrain ourselves in service, in areas of ministry. I say, I say, cast off the restraints. I say, if I can act a fool, I want to act a fool for the Lord. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna shout for joy, I want to shout for joy for the one who gave me a second chance. Hallelujah. So, so church, point number one, cast off your restraints. If it's holding you back from getting to know him, recognize it, acknowledge it, and cast it off. If you know him and he's calling you out into some deep waters of service, my encouragement to you is to trust him. He will not let you drown. Huh? Cast off your restraints. In his service, in knowing him. And the second point of this morning is that faith unleashed, 
faith unleashed, faith that is unrestrained, leads to true joy and happiness. Notice what the Bible says is that I, they, were, they were talking, they were conversing, right? All of the things that they happened, and they were sad. Huh? We got to come to a place that we can't just talk about it. We got to be about it. Huh? We got to be able to live out our faith out loud. Family, I got to tell you, there is no reason that we should be restraining him. But if we can just release him inside of us, he's going to take us to places. Huh? Come on, church. There is no bottle. There is no drug. There is no handbag. There is no website or a relationship or career or vacation or any other thing given on the sun that can give us the peace of mind, that can give us true contentment like Jesus Christ. We put him in the center of our hearts and we make him king and Lord of all and everything else falls into place hallelujah there is deliverance in his name there is power in his name shackles gotta flee in his name depressions gotta go in his name everything in this world pales in comparison when you hold it in the light of eternity we live our lives and we're so consumed and we're so taken in in regards to what we got to do today and our careers and our homes and mortgages and apartments and cars and all of these things. And, and we become so overburdened and overwhelmed by the worries of this world. When was the last time you went to a funeral and you saw a U-Haul truck behind the hearse? Huh? We ain't taking none of this with us. We're here before a fleeting moment. And it is in the light of eternity that when we can put that in its proper perspective, you begin to start living to leave. Come on. I don't, I don't, I don't worry about the one who can destroy the body. I worry about the one who can destroy the body and my soul. My soul. My soul. The inner part of who you are to think that you can have peace right there in the center of who you are. That God can put eternity inside of you, breathe life into you. Everything is going crazy and awry around us, but yet we can stay constant. We can stay steady. We can stand on a foundation that will not be moved. There's only one foundation like that. There's only one chief cornerstone in which it is worth building this edification, this building. And that's the name of Jesus Christ. And we've got countless, countless of witnesses through history. Who do you say he is? Would you bow your heads with me this morning, family? Without worrying, to the per uh, without worrying about the person to the left of you or to the right of you, all eyes closed, this is right now faith in you and God. Is today the day you make a public confession of faith? Is he stirring something inside of you? 
Is today going to be the day that you actually make a decision? That you would stand for him? That you would raise your hand and say, Lord, I want to know you. Lord, your resurrection power, bring it into my heart and revive and resurrect me. If that's your, if that's your prayer, if that's your call, let me just see your hand. Just raise it up. Amen. I see that hand. I see that hand. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Come on. Oh, praise you, God. Lord, Father, you know the hearts. You know the desires of the people, Lord God. You can put your hands down. It's all right. The Lord sees you. The Lord knows you. All it is is, is is an honest prayer of saying, God, I know that there's something wrong. There's something missing. There's a void inside of me. And I chase after and I look and I turn. And nothing seems to ever satisfy it. Oh, God, if you would come and into my heart, if you would forgive me of the sins, of the foolishness, the things that I've done, the things that I've thought, the things that I've said. And, oh, God, if you could just erase that slate and make it clean and relieve me of my conscience, oh, God cleanse me lord i pray father renew revive inside of me lord i open up my heart and ask you lord god this day right now lord that you would enter in that you would cleanse me call me your son call me your daughter lord i surrender my life to you the lord says draw near unto me and i'll draw near unto you it's up to you to make that move who do you say Jesus is. I know who I say he is. He's a resurrected king. He's a life transformer. He's a sin deliverer. He's a body healer. He is the one that is able to make a way where there is no way. Praise you, God. Have your way this morning, Lord. Touch your people, I pray. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me this morning, church? Now, I'm going to be standing over in the back by the hospitality table. Um, there's some, there's some uh, 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 sign-up sheets back there. I'm not going to go into it right now. I believe that God is working inside people's hearts this morning. I want to make myself available. I want to be able to pray for you. I want to be able to speak to you. I want to be able to give you some resources. I saw, I saw a few hands go up this morning. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be standing in that, in that back table. Um, and, and, and I want an opportunity to speak with you. Is that all right? Is that all right? Come on. Like, you know, I know, I know some churches want to call everybody up towards the front. I'm <laughs> Although the, these altars are open for prayer. But I want to have an opportunity to speak with you one-on-one. Is that all right? All right, church. So the Lord bless you and keep you. And the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I bless you, church, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on. Faith unleashed. Go out and tell somebody. Amen. God bless you, family.